When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brick Lane One Love Pale Ale, brewed by the award-winning team at Brick Lane Brewing. Drink responsibly. Access to the best in construction industry training? Call Master Builders Victoria today. Afternoons on SEN. I haven't read it. I, haven't read it. I don't read any of your stuff, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to think I've got a pretty good relationship with Justin. Exchange a few text messages post-World Cup, so, um, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I'm pretty comfortable with, with how my relationship is with Jail. There's plenty of outside noise from... From what everyone else makes of it, we're pretty comfortable inside as a group. Um, spent a lot of time together as a, I guess, three-format group for a while now. So, yeah, for us, it's all it's all preparation for this test match. Um, not too much is going to distract us outside of that. Are you hoping to catch up with him at all while you're, while you're over here? Obviously, he's, he's commentating, so um, I'm sure we'll see him at the ground and, and throughout the summer. Um, so hopefully he's got a good insight for, for the viewers and, and hopefully we can put on some exciting cricket for him to talk about. I don't read any of your stuff. <laughs> the slapdown from Mitchell Stark to the Australian Press Pack when quizzing him on Saturday ahead of the first test, which begins on Wednesday, SEN Cricket. Jared Waitley leading the coverage. Myself, Adam Collins, Simon Kadish, Damian Fleming, Ian Bishop, Brad Hogg, Pete Lawler, Barat Sundarason, my friend, all on the coverage. Um, we've been exchanging texts as Mitchell Stark has been with Justin Langer with our audience today. One in here, which I quite enjoyed. Uh, from Danny in Launceston saying, I could replicate the bowling action of every West Indies bowler in 1986 and bowl an entire innings in character in wow. backyard cricket. Quite relatable, Danny. I'm pretty sure all of us could do a mean Kirtley Ambrose at some stage. I'm sure that includes the man we have down the line here, the News Corp Chief Cricket Correspondent Ben Horn. now with us for real this time, I promise. Uh, <laughs> Benny, uh, that answer from Mitchell Stark that we played out before about uh, the conversation around the Australian team. What he did go on to say was that it was raised in their team meeting, that there would be noise this week. It's, it, it's unavoidable, isn't it? Yeah, I think he was specifically talking to me, guys, actually, when he said that. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, look, they did address it before training on Saturday. And, um, you know, I think that the gist of what was said by Pat Cummins and whoever else addressed the group was basically like, you know, be aware of it, but we're just here to to do our job and I think there was a real emphasis on um, you know basically doing their job to put into the test match you know sign autographs engage with the crowd you know um, you know really really want make it you know like you you know obvious that you are wanting to be here and embrace the test so you know I think Australia's sort of gone about things the right way they haven't um, they haven't fired back they've uh, just got on with the job and you know hopefully um, hopefully the test match can can take over on Wednesday. Benny, you're the ace reporter in the mix. So who's been paying for these breakfasts that JL's been having with the support staff, Nick Hockley? <laughs> uh, that's the real story. You're wondering whether the Cricket Australia card's been put down or whether it's... Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, look, I thought, yeah, that was nice to see that a few of the support staff had got out to see him yesterday. And, you know, it's a complicated issue because... You know, I think, you know, at least to a, to a large extent, I don't think, um, you know, there's necessarily a personal problem with Justin Langer in terms of, you know, a, a hatred or anything like that. I think it was, a, um, you know, the, he wore them down as a coach and there was a need for, 
a change. So it's nice that those relationships can continue and hopefully, you know, hopefully after this summer, I guess it was always going to be a bit of an awkward summer, but hopefully a lot of those relationships across the game can kind of get back to a healthy state in the, in the years to come. Just a journalist-to-journalist question for you, Benny. Do you think the the hype around this whole Justin Langer saga maybe has something to do with the fact that uh, because it's West Indies and, uh, you know, in South Africa later, uh, there's not enough of a narrative around this West Indies series which kind of adds to, like, you know, the overblowing of, uh, you know, the Justin Langer situation with the Australian team? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think certainly, to, to be honest, from a journalist point of view, this story's been, um, I suppose, well-timed in the sense that it has given a, a natural build-up <laughs> to this test match. But I'm not sure, uh, yeah, I'm not sure that was, you know, I wouldn't say that was a deliberate situation. It just kind of happened organically after the podcast got released at the start of at the start of last week. So, yeah, I think the timing of the podcast being released, I realised the interview was done earlier, but the timing of that um, has obviously fed into this test starting now. But, um, yeah, look, uh, you know, hopefully the cricket will take over at some point. And, uh, you know, the players have started to... Probably the last day or so, there's been less questions about Justin Langer and more about the test. And, um, you know, um, hopefully as the summer goes on, that, that becomes more and more the case. With all that said, one more on Langer from me, Benny. Uh, the, <laughs> the comment about uh, sources being cowards, I mean... What struck me as odd is that Langer's been in the public eye for, well, three decades of playing career and, and coaching career in recent times. I mean, there, there's always been a relationship with public figures and sources, and if you're in the public eye and you misbehave, in all probability it will get out one way or the other. It struck me as a bit tone-deaf that he didn't realise that in that role that you can't keep stuff within the four walls. That's just not realistic. Yeah, I mean, I think probably one of the problems was it just sort of shows that maybe um, at times Justin was a bit too worried about what was going outside, you know, outside the four walls that couldn't be controlled. I think the key to surviving a long time in that job is to be able to, I guess, zone out of some of that sometimes and make that mm. someone else's problem. So, yeah, I think, you know, obviously Justin's personality is, um, he's so engaged and he's all in on what he's doing. So it's not easy for everyone, I suppose, to, um, you know, to let go and not pay attention to that sort of thing. So it's a, it's a challenge, but I, I do agree. I think, you know, if you're going to be a, a, an international coach kind of for an extended period of time, it's it's a really key skill to have because otherwise it just it never stops, does it? I mean, there's always mm. there's always controversy brewing somewhere, always always something happening. So you really have to be able to separate what what's important and what's not. Yeah, I'm sure that his television commentary, the first couple of stints, everyone will be tuned in very closely. Hopefully that is listen to him and then, and then of course, um, sync up their coverage with our SEN broadcast from the ground in, in a couple of days. Uh, Benny, uh, those who will actually come, there have been reports uh, over the weekend that the pre-sales aren't too crash hot. What are you hearing on that story, acknowledging that, I mean, it has been a few years since we've had Test Cricket in Perth? Yeah, look, I haven't heard any specific numbers, but that's the vibe that um, the tickets haven't sold well and that... Uh, it's just a bit of a lacklustre build-up to the test, which it, it is a shame, you know, when you consider how long it's been since there's been a test in Perth. Um, a few of the locals are saying, you know, it's just, you know, it's starting on a Wednesday uh, for a daytime test is not great. I think in some ways they might have preferred if it was a later start and get people in later for the for a night session or something like that. And Wednesday really makes it hard to for kids and families, obviously, to get along. And by the time Saturday comes around, I'm not sure the test will still be going. So, 
Well, especially um, if probably. especially if the surface is anything like it was in uh, eighteen and, and nineteen. They were really exciting, old fashioned Perth decks, even though we're of course across the river here at the new stadium. But they, they gave plenty to the fast yeah. bowlers. If it does again, it'll be it'll be compelling Test cricket. Yeah, it will. And I, I mean, that's it's the shame about how long it's been. I suppose since it's been a test over here because the the drop in wicket really had uh, defied a lot of the doubts, hadn't it? I mean, there's been a couple of really good tests here and. Uh, it looked like it had been a real success what they'd done with the pitch there. So, yeah, I think it does have the potential to be quite an exciting test. It's just a matter of whether the West Indies batting can stand up to to the task uh, and the Australian batting for that matter. But I think, you know, that, that's the real challenge. Like the Windies bowlers might be able to do a job, but what can the batsmen do to, to support them? Uh, we just got a text before you came on, Benny, about uh, our friend in Launceston practicing uh, all the West Indian bowling actions. You seem more like a Malcolm Marshall to me, Benny Horn. Uh, what are your great memories of watching West Indies in Australia clash against each other in the 90s and 80s? Yeah, well, look, um, I must admit, I, I probably wasn't the greatest cricket watcher as a kid. I was more into my rugby league, but, um, you know, I, I did, I do remember watching Brian Lara bat out here and, um, you know, I loved watching him play. But, uh, you know, I, my best memory of the West Indies was being at the 2016 uh, World Cup final when they, um, um, when Carlos Brathwaite hit four sixes off the last over. And I just, I've never seen such exuberance. And I, I just love the, the celebration from the West Indies on the field. And then back to the hotel that night, it was just such a fun atmosphere. And, um, you know, obviously test cricket's a bit of a different scene, but, you know, they do bring such a unique energy to the to the game and a, a fun you know just a you know, that fun vibe i suppose that cricket doesn't always have to be deadly serious uh ben horn news corp yarn breaker thanks for jumping on the line uh, thanks to hairy dog sorry santa but no one delivers like hairy dog visit iCanWin.com.au to have hairy dog delivered the liquor for your christmas party we'll see you at the ground thanks for having us guys great to chat Right, we're going to go to the news headlines in just a moment. On the other side of that, we'll come back to some uh, of our talkback calls. And you can text in as well, 0433981116. Your favourite memories of Australia up against the West Indies. And then after that, the Bezalenko Super Quiz. Get ready to call in, one 736 736